Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Of that, there is no doubt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It is a brand new week. It's a Monday here, in case you didn't know. To our U.S. friends, um, I don't think you say happy Martin Luther King Day, but it is a stat holiday in the United States of America. So thanks for joining us today, making us part of your day. It's going to be a fantastic show as we welcome in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, Darren Moose Dupont. And somewhere along the line, Moose, you know the thinking. It's, you know, in this promo world, it's like, it, you can't say, you can't be fantastic every day. It's going to be a fantastic show every day. Um, why not? Yes, it can, because I'll guarantee you today is going to be fantastic, because we've got so many things to get to today. They have to do with sports, they have to do with life, and they combine, and it feels like a month since we've been on the air together, so I'm pretty excited for the 918th episode of the show, where we'll be joined by Justin Dunk from 3downnation.com. He's pinch hitting for Bubba O'Neill from CHCH Hamilton, who uh, had to duck out last moment, and Bernie Nichols an hour or two. <gasps> Huh. Pretty clear who you're voting for or who you're cheering for tonight, Moose. <laughs> yeah, right back at you, partner. Right back at you. Should be a lot of fun uh, today and tonight. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, shout out to Ryan O'Radio, WQEE. I just, I love that place so much. Ryan's the greatest guy. And he says, time for the RP show. That's what I'm talking about. See, everybody's excited. And that's the one thing that I get from the new viewers, because there are a lot. Everybody's like, you guys' show is just so different. It's so fresh. I'm like, we've been doing it 917 times. Yeah, it's different from everything else. Um, and to be honest, when we get to the quick six, which will be right away, it's not what you think. Everybody's wanting to talk about how much they know about the NFL playoffs and how much they know about this. And I'm like, we're going to talk about something that you don't expect. So can you hit the quick six show horn, please? And uh, we'll get into it. Please and thank you. Hey! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to start with the National Hockey League. <clears throat> it was only three games on Sunday. Cole Caulfield scored the go-ahead goal midway through the third period. Sam Montembeau made 38 saves. And Montreal beat the New York Rangers 2-1. Um, you knew when the Habs were so hot out of the gate... And with Connor Bedard available as the number one overall pick, you were like, what are you, what are you doing? You're supposed to be tanking. And these dang Caulfield and these kids, Suzuki, they're still trying. Somebody want to tell them? <laughs> You're supposed to lose, guys. So the Habs won at the Big Apple on Sunday. Uh, Caulfield converted a pass from Nick Suzuki at 8.56 of the third period for the winning goal. Kirby Dock also scored for Montreal. I don't have any notes about this i should i watched the winnipeg arizona game i got tired of enough football i'd already watched six hours of it i'm like i'm gonna watch the jets and the coyotes winnipeg won that's not a shock the jets 59 points now the number one team in the nhl's western conference we've got all day to talk about that and in raleigh 
Elias Patterson scored on the final attempt in the shootouters. The Vancouver Canucks beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3 and avoided a winless five-game trip. We're going to get to the Bruce Boudreaux thing. I just want to say, Ethan Bear, our good friend, he's been on this show, was one of the goal scorers for the Canucks, who went 1-4 and four on that roadie. Sad news from the NHL, but particularly Vancouver today. One of the most popular players to ever suit up for the Canucks has passed. Wayne Gino Ojik, who played 12 seasons in the NHL for the Canucks. Islanders, Flyers, and Canadians died at the age of 52. He's been on this show, right, Clark? We've had Gino Ojik on. His sister, Dina, shared the news Sunday via Facebook. She wrote, quote, our hearts are broken. My brother, Gino Wojcik, has left us for the spirit world. He spent the first eight years of his career with the Canucks after being selected by Vancouver in the 1990 NHL draft. In 2014, Gino was diagnosed with amyloidosis, a disease which attacked his organs and his heart. So condolences to the Ojik family, his friends, of which we're friends of Gino's friends. It's a sad day for the Vancouver Canucks. And overall, it's just not a good time for the Vancouver Canucks. And I'm going to talk about something that people don't want to talk about. And I said this is going to be a big Vancouver day on the air today. We're on Channel 924 all across British Columbia on TELUS. Game Plus TV. Darren, I watched the Canucks here Saturday night against the Florida Panthers. And we've you and I watched them together at Rogers Place a couple years ago in the opener against the Oilers. Nothing's changed, and it's largely the same team. This is a good team. And I'm going to ask you and the viewers, Darren, for a little audience participation because we have a lot of Canucks fans that watch this show. They're talented but they make too many mistakes all over the ice. And really, nobody wants to make mistakes, okay? Why do you make mistakes? Because you don't have confidence in yourself, and your head isn't necessarily in it, and you're fragile. That's a life thing, and that's a sports thing. And you can't fire 20 players, so you gotta fire the coach. And I can't believe the story that came out. You must have heard it. Somebody leaked from the Canucks front office that they've already talked to Rick Tockett, potentially already hired Rick Tockett, but he's got a 30-day out with the NHL on TNT. So now Bruce Boudreau gets this news. He's dead man walking. The media asked him after Saturday's game, how do you approach your game right now? And he says, uh, your job. And he goes, well, I just show up for work every day till they tell me not to. What a mess. I'm going to stop for a second and then pose the important question. But for right now, what is your read on the Vancouver Canucks? Because that's like your second favorite team, right, Moose, as I recall? It's one of them, yeah. No, it really is. Um, it's the, the first NHL game I ever went to was in Vancouver, and they won that playoff game. So I've got a little bit of an attachment there, especially on the West Coast. It's, it's sad, really, because there's a lot of talent on this team, and you've got so much uncertainty with some contract extensions that are looming and you know, a goaltending situation and things like that. But there's a lot of pieces here, and you see it. They can go into a tough place like Raleigh and knock off a really good team in Carolina. Yeah. But leading up to it, you lose four in a row on a road trip, you know, and you can't get focused and you can't get those results. They are fragile. Uh, that's an understatement. So it does suck. I thought Bruce Boudreaux brought a lot of energy to that group. I thought he was exciting when he took over last year. And it just hasn't translated into anything this season. They kind of hung around the playoff picture for a bit, but now they've fallen right out of it. I appreciate all the comments that have come in from our viewers, but you have to rem I remind you every day, this is Moose in my time. We've got like 
a lot of time for viewer takeover. This isn't it. And far be it for me to tell the president of the Vancouver Canucks what to do. Jim Rutherford, he's won Stanley Cups with two different teams. He's a Hall of Famer. But this is what I think. You just said they brought in Boudreaux. Yeah, you would think bringing in a winning coach with Gabby's resume would be the ticket. But clearly it's not. And I, I sat right behind their bench, and our guy Zach in Calgary took a photo of it. I guess it was on Hockey Night in Canada. Me right over the shoulder of Bruce Boudreaux. It's kind of funny when you think about it. So, but I, when I sit down there, it's not just to take good pictures. I want to watch the guys' faces. I want to watch how they interact on the bench. I want to watch everything and from ice level. And the one thing with the Canucks, I'm like, Bo Horvat is a tremendous captain. We all know they've got talent in Brock Besser and obviously Elias Pettersson. What isn't happening here? What I think I think they need to do, and it's probably too late now, but this offseason, sign some veterans, like real old guys, that have won. And Because <clears throat> the biggest question I want to pose to the viewers, and the sports people that watch, because they're all watching, they're sending me screenshots from their living room and their desk, how do you smash a bad culture? How do you do it? Like, it doesn't necessarily take a lot, but it has to be done right. For instance, the Miami Dolphins here have been terrible forever. Right? We know that. And they bring in Mike McDaniel, and in one year, they make it to the playoffs for the first time in six years. And he made all the difference. No, no, no that's just one coach. So I'm kind of arguing against myself here right now. But the thing with Bedro didn't work in Vancouver. And it looks like he's just on borrowed time now. They brought in Oliver ekman Larson, a perennial all-star from the Arizona Coyotes, but he never won in Arizona. Luke Shen won Stanley, a Stanley Cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning, but no, I don't think Luke was a leader on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I know the kid, I love him. But what I would be doing is signing guys that have won Stanley Cups that are just like on a one-year deal. Here in Florida, the Stahl brothers are the biggest thing. Eric and Mark Stahl, they've been around, they know. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I would do. Now, I'm not a general manager. Probably should be. I don't know what you do if you're Vancouver, but it is bad, man. It is bad. Well, you look at Montreal, Tampa, they both did it. You know, you bring in a guy like Corey Perry, you know, an older guy who has been yes. around to, you know, not necessarily to score 40 goals, but just to be that voice in the locker room. You might not need him every day, but when things get tough, he's somebody you can lean on in the locker room. You know, and you look for people who you can lean on, and sometimes you strike out, and you got to keep trying until you get the right people. But there are veterans out there who are looking for an opportunity to play and would welcome a chance to come into a young group and just just a nudge. That's all they need is just a little nudge because you're right; it's a really talented group. And it's fun because I go to these games early. When I say to the games, I went to FLA Live Arena. I left the house at four o'clock. I said I want I wanted to go see somebody with the Canucks, and I sit there and I watch. And what I say about the Detroit Red Wings? It was all old men. White hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> and with, yeah. with their leather briefcases with the Red Wing logo stitched in, I'm like, wow. It's impressive. With Vancouver, it was, there was like a dark cloud over everybody's head. You know, everybody, nobody was smiling. It just looked bad. And Kevin, the medium, writes in and says, uh, he says, they need a new owner. It's a culture thing. They do. Sell the team. That's enough time on the Vancouver Canucks. But that's probably what it's going to take. More so than, than, than 
signing old players that have won on one-year deals, although I think that's probably the way they should go. If they don't want to sell the team, the best thing to do is to sell the team. Anyways, moving on. That's my opening rant. Um, poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Thanks, guys. Is this. It's round two of our jersey bracket. And for me, this isn't tough, but this is, I'm a little anxious about this poll. Do you have the jersey, Clark? If not, I'll take, give it a minute to find it. But it's the LA, here he goes, the LA Kings versus the St. Louis Blues. Frankly, initially, I didn't like the Blues jersey. I turned my TV on. I'm like, what is this? I thought it was Sweden that was playing. I still don't really like it. And when you put it up against that LA Kings jersey, that is just, oh, la piste de resistance. I know that doesn't mean anything to our radio listeners right now on WQEE, but trust me, the LA Kings retro reverse is a white jersey with purple and gold trim and the crown. Sometimes my heart flutters, Darren, when it comes to this merch. And it is fluttering like crazy right now. So please vote for the LA Kings. Do me a favor because I want them to win this whole darn thing. And if you vote for the St. Louis Blues, Darren, I'm never going to speak to you again. What is your take on this jersey pool today? Sometimes less is more. And sometimes, you know, um, when you don't have things that often, it, it's great when they do come around. And that's what's great about this LA Kings jersey. We're used to seeing the full purple with the crown. But now you just get a little purple. Just a little. Yeah. The sleeves are purple. The stripe is purple. And so I think the purple has more of an impact on this jersey. And I think, I think it's going to stick around. Like, I think it's something they'll wear beyond this year because it's, it's quite nice. When I used to be and, a gamer, what? Yeah. What? Well, and that crown is partial to me, too, because the Winyard Monarchs in my hometown wear the crown as well. So when I used to be a gamer before I had to grow up and raise three kids and be and feed them. Uh, I used to play NHL, whatever the year was, NHL 98, NHL 02, whatever. Um, I would, I, you know, they had the reverse, the retro mode. <laughs> I would always yeah. put the LA Kings in purple. Always. And I would also put the Carolina Hurricanes in the Hartford Wheeler jersey. But anyways, that's the thing. I want the LA Kings to win. Just so you know, folks, all the football's coming up next segment. And Nathan Rourke, despite the breaking news from yesterday that he signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars, he has ticked people off something fierce. Are you following that story, Rourke, with what he said? I am. Okay, we're going to get to that next. But I will just say one more hockey note. NHL goaltender Robin Leonard and his wife Donya filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy in Nevada before the new year, according to Sinbin Vegas. It's an account out of Las Vegas that I follow. They follow the Golden Knights. Leonard estimates his assets to be worth between one and ten million, while his liability to creditors is between ten and fifty million, according to the public filing. What's raising eyebrows is one of the main causes for Leonard's financial problem is his ownership of a rare and exotic snake and reptile farm in Missouri. And this story said Vegas Golden Knights goalie Robin Leonard. And I'm like, just so you know, my contacts in Vegas, which incidentally is not Gary Lawless, they told me that, Law, uh, that Leonard had fallen out of favor with the Golden Knights to the degree that he wasn't even allowed in the training facility all of last year, at least when he was hurt. I don't even know if he's, maybe he's still under contract with Vegas, but he's not playing for them. I think Robin Leonard gives people in recovery a bad name.
You come out and say, I'm dealing with these mental health issues and I'm in recovery. Great, but you got to get your act together. You can't just say, oh, poor me, and then go do stupid stuff like this. What did you think when you heard, you heard this story, I assume? Everybody's sending it to you. I did. You know, it's sad. Um, you know, you never want to see somebody go through that. And I thought, to me, though, I, I'm just puzzled because this is one of those wild stories of, you know, guy gets into business. This is almost like the Tiger King, man. This is, that's what I thought of. I instantly thought of the Tiger King. And I'm like, what's this exotic snake and reptile farm? And I hate snakes to begin with. So yeah. how bad has it been? And what is this reptile farm be like that it's worth 50, 10 to $50 million that it's got you in that much trouble? Just made him broke. <laughs> that's what it did. Um, anyways, there's comments on this. Kevin the Medium says he's voted for the St. Louis jersey more in retaliation for me bad-mouthing the Canucks jerseys. Stop! <laughs> but they really want to talk about NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Who predicted the results correctly? This guy. And we'll talk about Nathan Rourke rankling people. We got a lot to get to right after this break. Stick with us on WQEE Radio, Game Plus TV, and YouTube Live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Loving it. It is your favorite sports daytime talk show. The RP Show. And uh, as promised, we would uh, flip it over here to football as we bring the moose back in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Other than to say they're loving the Robin Leonard story and him claiming bankruptcy because of his <laughs> ownership of an exotic snake store. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says that must be one hell of a snake farm. Uh, from Mark in Melfort, Snake King coming to Netflix in 2024. Uh, and there are other exotic comments. People haven't been watching this show. The newcomers, particularly those listening in the state of Georgia, wouldn't know my and your take on Joe Exotic and Tiger King, <laughs> which producer Clark got me going, going on that. Thanks, Clark. I think about him often. And I, I love Joe Exotic. And the fact that he wore that six-shooter 
and that holster on his hip. Ah, oh, I got to go back and watch that again. Oh, if you're not dangerous to the animals, how come you, why do you have a gun on your hip? What are you going to use that for? People. Hell yes. <laughs> exactly. It's people that need it sometimes, not the snakes. Oh, and from Edward Lorenzen watching, uh, writes in and says, the refs this wild card weekend were terrible. Wah, wah, wah. It's a tough job. They're humans. Definitely not getting into that. From Swerve95, writes in, he says, I want the Vikings to be my pallbearers when I leave this earth. And I know why that is. So they can let you down one more time. It's a good one. Not bad. I'll do it. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> um, but before we do all that, the NFL, I do want to talk about Nathan Ork. Signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And my guy, Kevin, he's a huge Nathan Rourke fan, huge BC Lions fan. Says he's going to come down to Florida and go to Jaguars games next year to watch Rourke. And I'm like, absolutely. Love to have you down here. Let's go. However... We are going to be watching him on the sideline. And this bears some explanation here. My guess of the 12 teams that he worked out for that he was going to sign with was Las Vegas. And he said, or it's come out that the final three, Vegas was in the final three, but he decided to sign with Jacksonville. And people are scratching their head going, huh? They got a starter, Trevor Lawrence. He set a record on Saturday night with a comeback, 31-30. They beat the L.A. Chargers. Trevor Lawrence, why would you sign there? They already have a number one guy. I don't believe Nathan Rourke ever thought, Darren, that he was going to sign in the NFL to be starting next year and be the next Joe Namath. I don't think that. I never thought that would be the case. Did you? No, and I never thought that would be where he should go. I thought Vegas... He should stay as far away from that situation as possible. You know, he's more pro-ready yeah. having two years in the Canadian Football League than like Joshua Dobbs coming out of college. Sure, somebody like that. But if he goes to Vegas, you know, let's say he wins the starter's job, they give him that chance out of training camp, and he falls on his face, he's done. You don't get a lot of second and third chances in the National Football League unless you're highly, highly touted and they really, you know, want to try and not be wrong about you, right? So he gets to go play behind Trevor Lawrence, be the backup, have no pressure whatsoever, and name a quarterback that's gone through an entire career and never missed any games. Tom Brady's missed games, Peyton Manning missed games, everybody misses games at some point, right? So he needs to go be ready, and when his opportunity calls, he'll be ready for it. And I think this is a really good situation with no pressure. And it's awesome for Nathan. He had to wait behind Mike Riley in BC. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Okay? So yeah. he was never going to the NFL to start. I just, I, just trying to explain this to the viewers and writing in a few things. Andrew Stout writes in. He says, I'm not going to respond to the ref's comment. You just did. <laughs> FYI. James in Borden, Manitoba writes in and says, Rod followed me back this weekend. I know it's not a big thing, but it made my weekend. Thanks, Rod. What's your handle, James? As the truckers would say, what's your 20? Or does that mean where you are? Whatever. What's your Twitter handle? Let me know. I followed a lot of people back. 
from Enortap writes in and says, Hello, Rod and Moose. Hey. Je yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. I want to know who. I know. I did. But I don't remember. I followed a lot of people back. So I'm just trying. Which one are you? Janelle in Saskatoon says, I think Nathan's playing it incredibly smart. Look at Chris Strebler. Half the talent, and he's sticking around. The kid will get his shot. Eventually, he'll get his shot, but he's getting shot at a lot by CFL fans that are hurt with his statement that he said that his stop in the CFL with the BC Lions was a, quote, unexpected detour. And I... I was not aware that he said that. I, I saw the furor because I follow fans back. I saw the people writing on Twitter. Oh, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out then, Nathan, if that's how you feel about the CFL. Personally, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I think we'd be a lot further ahead in the world if we did speak the truth. But I'm sitting here saying, what, truth hurts? He went to Ohio from the Toronto area. And then he wanted to go straight to the NFL. It didn't happen. So coming to the CFL was an unexpected detour for him where he spent two years, and now he's going to the NFL. It was an unexpected detour. What the hell do you want him to say? Now, a lot of my friends, Darren, say to me, well, Rod, but you can't say it. Why would you say that, Rod? Because uh, it's true? I don't know. And then, well, you can't say it. Should he have not said this? Darren, where are you on this? I think it was fine. Um, I understand why fans feel the way they do because I think they read that and it says unexpected detour and they read it like he said it was an unfortunate detour. You know? That's the way I read that. That's not what he said. No, and the way I read the unexpected detour is like, I never planned to go to the CFL, but what a great experience it was. You know? Wasn't on my plan, but man, am I happy I went there and it got me to the NFL. You know? But fans take it as a negative all the time and I think... You know, you can read that however you want. You can choose to be positive about it or choose to be negative about it. I'm fine that he had it in there. Jen Allen, Saskatoon, says CFL fans need to get over themselves. Rourke doesn't owe the league anything. He had a plan and he was being honest. Now, he literally was by far and away the top story in the Canadian Football League this year. Let's applaud the guy. Let's give him a 21-gun salute on his way out of town and hope they never see him again. I see these monologues and sequel soliloquy columns being written. I'm like, would you, yeah, Janelle, would you get over yourselves? For God's sakes, he didn't think dreaming of playing in the Canadian Football League. Wake up. Janelle and I take it on the world. From Arlen Bruce, the third, writes in and he says, That goat is playing tonight. Are you guys excited for TB12 or Dak? FYI, my son Arlen Bruce, the fourth, committed to the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Good luck to four. Thanks, AB, for that. How about that? I want to save, save the Cowboys Buccaneers chat for next hour. And next hour, Darren and I will reveal who we're cheering for tonight. But I saw this comment this morning on ESPN. Sorry, the, the thing across the bottom of the screen there that said, who has the edge at quarterback tonight? I will just say that. Let's just deliberate that for a second. Dakota Prescott or Tom Edward Brady? Why, why, would, you even, why would you even debate who has the edge at quarterback tonight? It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it ain't close. Unless I've completely misread it.
The guy's got more Super Bowl, seven times as many Super Bowl wins as Dak Prescott has playoff wins. It ain't close, Darren, unless I missed something. No, it, it really isn't. I mean, there, we talk about potential. It's there with Dak. The potential is there, but until it's realized, he doesn't have the edge. I mean, we've seen it in the regular season. We've seen it at times, but he needs to show up. This is a big moment for Dak. He's either going to take a step forward here and, and show up in these playoffs in this game on the biggest stage on Monday night, or he's not. And I think the Dallas Cowboys will, will seriously have to consider what direction they go at quarterback if Dak doesn't show up tonight. Again, next hour we'll kick it around a little more. The viewers are giving some feisty comments that I want to get into here. John Ohm, Ohm says the detour CFL comment was not the right way to word it. Sorry, Doug Flutie wouldn't say it that way. Sorry, not sorry. Fans took it personally. He's a kid. He's 24. Did you ever say anything at the age of 24 that maybe you regretted? And I'm not saying that to John. I'm saying to everybody that's mad. Yeah, maybe, maybe he did misspeak, but so what? People will never let him live that down because that's the arrow that we live in now. That meme will live in infamy if he does, does get caught in the NFL. Cut, sorry. Somewhere down the line. And he comes back to Canada. People are going, oh, remember this? He coming back on another detour? That's what they're going to do. And on one hand, you want to say, don't listen to him. On the other hand, it's, sometimes it's hard. From Slurp. And I like that. We will never forget the name Slurp. That's the handle of this viewer and listener. Says, uh, the Rourke situation makes as much sense as drafting Connor Bedard and then having him ride the bench for years. No different. Oh, dude. You couldn't be more wrong. Number one, Connor Bedard, I hope, does sit on the bench for a few years in the National Hockey League unless, or else they're going to ruin him. A. B. Connor Bedard is the greatest Western Hockey Leaguer in the history of the league. Nathan Ork is not the greatest quarterback in the history of the BC Lions, let alone the Canadian Football League. Stop it. You're saying that he should come in and start immediately wherever he signs? That just is not going to happen. It's ridiculous. It's garbage day, by the way. Don't mind them. How about that? Oh, yeah. Robert and, Robert and Prince Albert writes in and says, hey, Roddy, American runs on Duncan. CFL News runs on Duncan. Justin Dunk coming up next. Update your cups, bruh. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, know the the Christmas cups. I know the owner. I know the owner of the coffee shop, and he's just trying to use all the stock. You know how it is, Moose. Anyways, from oh, yeah. John Massey, my frenemy in Edmonton, he says, Tom Brady is riding the coattails of a flawed playoff format this season. Yes, so what? And that's the only reason why the Cowboys will probably win, because they are the best team. Eight and nine Buccaneers against the 12 and five Cowboys. Anyways, oh boy, tons of comments from Pierre. Uh, for our American viewers, that's French for Peter. The detour comment rings that he doesn't plan on coming back. Truth is, nobody plans on going back. Rourke plans to succeed. Burn the boats! Okay, Moose, we'll see you next hour. You bet. See you then. Just, Justin Duncan next, and that's always great.
It's the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're coming at you live on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, and of course on the radio, 99.1 FM WQEE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. You betcha. Game day, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight. He's spending a lot more time on that an hour or two. And I thank the football guys for texting me. I knew they were watching. Hope you're enjoying it. And uh, we'll keep the football talk rolling with Justin Dunk of the number one source for Canadian football news, 3downnation.com. Hey, Jeannie, welcome uh, to the program. Thanks for the time. And listen, let's jump right into it. What do you know about Nathan Rourke's decision to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars? All right, let's break it down as succinctly as I can, Roddy, because I think there's a lot of questions out there. I've seen you've had them on your show on social media saying, why did he choose the Jacksonville Jaguars when they have Trevor Lawrence there, a generational talent, a quarterback who they recently selected number one overall in the NFL draft? Well, a few of the things, number one was the comfort with the staff the structure around him, Henry Burris down there is in Jacksonville. I certainly think that played a factor. And the fact that Rourke is looking at the future in the long view here, he knows that he's unlikely to unseat Trevor Lawrence as a number one quarterback for the Jaguars anytime soon, and that he's not going to step on the field for them unless Lawrence gets injured. But what he's trying to do is have some quality game film in the preseason to build some NFL equity, and other teams could either come and trade for him or get him in some other form or fashion down the road if he plays out his entire contract with the Drag Jaguars. It's a three-year rookie standard contract with a minimum salary of $750,000 USD. There's guaranteed money within that contract to entice him to go down to Jacksonville. Their head coach there, Doug Peterson, knows a thing or two about being a backup quarterback in the NFL. He backed up the guy that made Rourke fall in love with football, Brett Favre, and Rourke referenced that, how he watched Favre win a Super Bowl with the Packers back in the mid-1990s. That's why he wants to become an NFL starter. So he really likes Peterson's offense, feels like he can flourish in it learn from Trevor Lawrence, and really build himself up, develop, so that other teams in the NFL can look at him and say, hey, this guy could be a potential starter for us down the line. Quick question from a viewer, Stephen in North Dakota says, does a three-year contract make him NFL retirement vested? It does not, right? You need to at least be into your second year to get an NFL pension. You have to accrue three seasons. So Chris Trevler, as an example, former CFL quarterback now with the New York Jets, has gotten to his pension, and you just have to be active. You don't actually have to play. So it's actually a smaller number of games than three full seasons to get that NFL pension. So it would be possible if he was active with the Jaguars for even the majority of three seasons, then he would get that pension. Okay, how about Rourke's comment about 
the CFL being an unexpected detour. I mean, I didn't think anything about it, really. I would, hey, you make a road trip, you punch it into your GPS, and all of a sudden, oh, wait, there's an unexpected detour a couple miles away. Like, it's not a big deal, but people are going off about it. What did you think about it? It's not a big deal to me because Nathan Rourke has never thought of himself as a Canadian quarterback or an American quarterback. He's never thought of himself as a quarterback of the passport. He's wanted to be the best quarterback he can be, be it when he was in high school in Oakville, Ontario, when he went down to finish his high school career at Edgewood Academy in Alabama, won a couple of state state titles there at Edgewood, one to Fort Scott, then chose between the University of Akron and Ohio University in the NCAA, put up great stats with the Bobcats. So his focus over his career there in the NCAA was to get to the NFL. And with all due respect to the CFL, Roddy, you know this very well, the money you can make in the NFL, even as a backup, is generational wealth type money chase daniel has earned as an example over 50 million dollars while playing in the nfl he's largely been a backup so not to say rourke is necessarily chasing the money but that's certainly part of it he wants to prove he can be an nfl starter that's what got him loving football as i referenced earlier watching brett Favre with the green bay packers he played the end of his high school football career in football crazed alabama and then was at ohio university and there's some quality football at all levels there obviously in that state so those are the reasons why he was always focused on the nfl and he dubbed the cfl as a detour he loves the bc lions is very appreciative for the opportunity to be the starter there but he was always focused on proving to people and ideally in his mind getting an opportunity to be a starter in the nfl we have three minutes and to look ahead people said to me on the weekend okay the first domino fell. Rourke's gone. Now, boom, 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 boom. And I'm, I wish all these CFL quarterback contracts were up now so that we could just get this thing going because people are riddled with anxiety <laughs> over to where this quarterback carousel is going to spin, right, and where it's going to land. Do you have any intel for us on where you think some guy, like where Fajardo might go, where Dane Evans might go, where McLeod Bethel Thompson might go? What's the word? Let's go across the country. We'll start with BC. So Vernon Adams Jr. is under contract with Lions for 2023. I think he's the favorite to be their starter because he's locked in there. Taylor Cornelius is going to be the guy in Edmonton. They might bring in some other competition there. We know Jake Mayer is in Calgary. Then you get to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And the name that I keep hearing there for the Riders and a guy that Kelly Jeffrey, the new OC, likes is Dane Evans. Obviously, for that to happen and Evans to shake free, he is under contract with the Ticats right now for another year. That would mean Hamilton would have to sign Bo Levi Mitchell, and I think that is trending in a positive direction for the Ticats to potentially get his name on a contract before free agency. But Mitchell has said multiple times that he wants to test it out. I think part of that is leverage, but also part of that is making sure that whether he signs at Hamilton or considers going to free agency, that's where fits best for his family. So I think if Mitchell ends up in Hamilton, which we'll say at this point is likely, Dane Evans could be headed to Saskatchewan. And then I think that could leave Cody Fajardo to go to Montreal. He had a great time and really developed a strong bond with Jason Moss. I think the Alouettes really want to re-sign Trevor Harris. They like him and his high completion rate there in that Moss offense. But as you well know, and your viewers do too, Roddy, you got to have two quarterbacks in the CFL 
to get through an entire season. So that's where I can see Fajardo potentially ending up. But if he gets to free agency, and I think that's what's going to happen with Fajardo, you could have other teams come calling. You could have the BC Lions come calling. He has some traits. Some people around the league feel like close to Vernon Adams Jr. The Lions and co-GM Neil McAvoy know they need two quarterbacks as well to get through the year. I think he could be a fit potentially elsewhere as well. But those are the two spots that I think make the most sense at this juncture for Fajardo. From Ken Friedman watching uh, in Tirana, he says, great explanation by Justin. From Phil Kershaw in Maple Ridge, B.C., he says, great timely interview with Justin, having people, helping people understand Rourke's dream was always NFL. That's not an anti-CFL thing. Well done. We will uh, break, other than to say, Justin, happy new year. Keep it rolling. I'm on 3downnation.com multiple times daily for any football fan that shouldn't surprise anybody but that's the place to go keep it up my man thanks for this today will do roddy thanks for the support man number one in the country that guy right there cfl news runs on duncan we'll be back with a sports update and viewer takeover right after this it is the rp show on game plus television youtube live and 99.1 fm wqee have you subscribed to the rod peterson show youtube channel yet Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody, and thank you, Producer Clark, for the update. We will uh, hit some viewer comments before I read the sports update here. Ryan in Toronto, where Game Plus is headquartered, uh, was watching and says, I know it's the NFL playoffs, but that interview with Dunk is making me look forward to some CFL football. Uh, from Stephen in North Dakota, thanks to the RP Show for keeping the CFL alive during the offseason. Uh, doing what we can. Ted in Arizona. Duncan DuPont. The future of Canadian sports media is in good hands. Well done, guys. What about me? You putting me out to pasture already? Ted in Arizona. And Carlos in Indiana says it's not just the big four on the RP show. NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB. No, it's not. But speaking of that... And hang on, I have not opened up the text line yet for today. I should have. That's on me. 902-518-3033 to reach me right in the studio. The South Florida-based studio. Calling it up right now. You have moments to text me in this hour to get your text read on the air. But it is Martin Luther King Day in the U.S., Oh, smokes, here's all. Oh, not enough time for these comments. I'll have to carry them over. I should have known. Carry them over an hour or two. Because it is Martin Luther King Day, there's a lot of matinees in sports. In the National Hockey League, the Philadelphia Flyers are at the Boston Bruins. The Florida Panthers are at Buffalo. It was a quick one-game homestand. And we had our way with the Vancouver Canucks Saturday night. It was great. Now the Panthers, the Cats, are on the road at Buffalo this afternoon. Detroit 
at Colorado in a matinee, Tampa Bay at Seattle, and New Jersey at San Jose. Tonight, the Dallas Stars are at Vegas. It's actually a matinee out there if you're in Vegas. It's 6 p.m. start out here. Anaheim at Pittsburgh, the New York Rangers at Columbus, Washington at the New York Islanders, Ottawa at St. Louis, Calgary at Nashville. Calgary Flames, oh man, it feels like a month since we've been on the air last. Saturday's Flames win at Dallas seems like a month ago, doesn't it? Flames were up 6-1 when I tweeted, I told you they're a great team. <laughs> and then had to bare knuckle it for a 6-5 win. People are like, you jinxed them, Rod. I don't know, Kevin the Medium, do you believe in jinxing? Jake in Airdrie. I'm late, but hello, Rod. You're late? Well, thanks for showing up. I appreciate it. Janelle says, Rod, you are the current standard of Canadian sports media. How about that? Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for stroking my fragile ego. Where was I? How much time, Clark? I'm blushing. The New York Knicks host the Toronto Raptors tonight, a day after Julius Randle dropped 42 in New York's 117-104 victory over Detroit. The Raptors, meanwhile, are coming off a 114-103 home loss to the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. What we say, Ryan O Radio, here come the Hawks! Hashtag true to Atlanta. Hawks went in there and had their way with the Raptors on Saturday. Tom Brady's a home underdog in the NFL playoffs for the first time in his career. He begins his quest for a record eighth Super Bowl ring tonight when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Dallas Cowboys in an NFC wild card matchup. Uh, more time next hour on that. Yep. I will reveal next hour who I'm cheering for in tonight's Cowboys Buccaneers game. This sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters now, Strange World. Jake Gyllenhaal lends his voice to Searcher Clade, the son of a steadfast explorer. The original action-adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures... Last minute of play in hour one. Where fantastical creatures await the legendary Clades, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. Uh, yeah, we have not delved at all really into NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. And I get it, as my brother says, it's a 24 hour society we live in. Yesterday's forgotten, tomorrow's not here yet. What's today? Well, 49ers moved on. Jaguars moved on. We called it all the Giants upsetting the Vikings in many 31-24. We got to talk about the Dolphins. We have to talk about 34-31. They lose at Buffalo. And uh, Lamar Jackson didn't even go on the road with the Ravens for their loss at Cincy. What does that mean? So a lot of more football talk next hour. Stick around after this brief pause on Game Plus and WQEE. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.